What's going on, everybody? This is SecDevOps.ai. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back again. Alongside with Will Rankin, Security Imagineer, uh, live from DEF CON. We originally met at Black Hat, uh, definitely had a connection. You've been uh, sharing the content and reaching out to Chris and myself. So definitely nice to make a new friend. And I would love for you to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little more about you. Sure. Um, Will Rankin, background was in software development before I got into security. Uh, I love security because of the multiple directions it can take you. Yeah. Uh, when a young person says to me something like, I want to do security, I say, what does that mean to you? Because mm -hmm. I can't really give you direction without you having a target. Um, you can shoot and not aim, but you will end up missing whatever you want to get to. Right. So I say this is a broad umbrella term and you can take it a million different directions, but I love having that conversation. Yeah. And so when I saw what you guys were doing on your platform, for my dollar, uh, bridging the gap from where you are to where you want to be is, is something that people struggle at in life. Now, not just in security, not just in a job, physically, mentally, emotionally, and one of the more uh, better opportunities that have been uh, presented to me after getting into security. Uh, I was working in defense, and it was great, and I saw that people were uh, moving towards security. I was working at Lockheed Martin, you know, the biggest defense contractor in the world. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, hey, this large ship is changing direction, mm -hmm. I said I should align myself with this because they know where this trend is going. And that yeah. was uh, right before the summer of the hack where, like, Booz Allen Hamilton – all these defense contractors got hacked a little before the target hack. And back then, uh, you had to explain security to your C-levels, you know, and this yep. is why we need to do this. At this point in the game, my parents can tell you, got to rotate passwords, you know. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to do portions of my job than what it was before. But because, you know, the threats have evolved, um, the people, threat actors are better, they're sharing techniques, um, being able to share the intelligence, threat intelligence, for yeah. example, or the orchestration stuff is what is going to help people that have less mature organizations mm -hmm. get to where they want to be. Because right. they're not even aware. Uh, somebody would say, oh, we do threat intelligence. Well, what does that mean to you? Oh, we have vulnerability feed. Mm -hmm. That's not threat intelligence. Right. But they might call it that, and they can check a compliance box that says, we do threat intelligence. Mm -hmm. Do you automate your <clears throat> things? Yes. If you have tooling to do it, sure, that makes it that much easier. When I first started, it was write something in PowerShell to enrich an IOC. Yeah. Well, not everyone has Python techniques to go, okay, or the money to go buy you know, a third-party tool to do this. Right. So learning to code or having that background has been uh, immeasurable for me. So mm -hmm. when I meet someone, I'm like, okay, well, what do I need to know to do this work? Well, right. Again, depends on what you want to do. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not going to hurt you to code. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you to learn everything you can learn. Yep. But you're going to overwhelm yourself if you try to, you know, eat the elephants yeah. at one time. You got to yes. do it by one bite. I like what you said uh, about uh, walking that bridge. So we talk about pivoting all the time, okay. like actually making a rotation to something else. Absolutely. But we never really talk a lot about the bridge once you make that pivot. Once you make that turn and you say, this is the trajectory I want to go, there's a bridge you have to walk. And there are different like level difficulty of bridges out there. So if you, if you say, you know what, I want to be a reverse engineer, that bridge is hard. Absolutely. Yes. And you got to grind and you have to love the craft. You have to just hours and hours of repeating stuff uh, to get to where you want to go. But I, I think what you're saying is, is definitely true. And just letting people know that there is a way to get there. It's not impossible. Right. Is, is, uh, is great for people. 
Absolutely. Yes, and going back to the whole bridge comment, I know for me and just my transition through security, uh, definitely underestimated some bridges, you know, pivoting from uh, doing offensive operations into more threat intelligence. I thought that, you know, from my offensive perspective, I had the skill set to do threat intel, but it was a lot harder to find that needle in the haystack when I was doing it. Right. Interesting. So, you know, again, not my wheelhouse, but uh, I – I do have this uh, confidence that I can do things, you know. Yeah. Right. I believe I, you know, can do all things, and I say that the way I mean it, not out of confidence. I just I know other people have done it, and I, I believe I can do it. Um, aware, uh, you guys had this thing that you introduced me to, called the imposter syndrome, and yeah. it just has never affected me in life. And I was like, oh, it's an interesting concept, and I see it in people I work with, right. and I'm like, wow, you know, you could do more. Yeah. Believe in yourself, you know, um, in every aspect of your life. You have no idea what your potential actually is. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, for me, coming from a background where, you know, you put yourself in those positions, like for me, it was sports. You know, my, my father came from sports. His father came from the military. Yeah. So their attitude is always, you know, th there is no try. You know, yeah. it's like the Marines, you know, right. or, or Yoda, whatever. It's, <laughs> but it isn't, you know, there, you <laughs> whether you think you can or think you can't, right? You're right. You're it's, right. It's it's almost funny to listen to some of these slogans like just do it or I will, or, but it is some often that simple in my opinion. Now yeah, it takes yes. discipline and that is to me the separator. Once you have the target in mind, which is a, a big step for a lot of people because they just don't know. Yeah. And again, that's why I really love what you're doing because you have made these steps and then you're helping. I mean, I, I half joked with you, I could take some of your threat intelligence stuff and get a promotion out of it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I mean it. But other people could. You, you, you're, you're showing them a framework that you can implement, and it's discipline. It's not go necessarily buy a tool to do it. Right. It's learn how to do the process, repeat yeah. the process, be consistent, work it with discipline, and that's to me the the same way that you become successful in life. Same way you run the marathon, get the 300 right. pound bench press, yeah. whatever your goal. Learn reverse engineering. Embrace the grind, another, you know, sports slogan, but that's the way Embrace I... Embrace the grind. Mm -hmm. Love the process. I think, right? You have to learn to enjoy it, you yeah. know? You can't... What did I say? Uh, <laughs> I got all the slogans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you, you have to, you know, be comfortable, uh, uncomfortable, right? You mm -hmm. have to yeah. enjoy that. And once you get there, um, frustration is different for you, you yeah. know, um, because you, you've been there before, you've worked through it. And on the tail end, you're like, wow, I could do that. Yeah. What can I do next? You actually taught me something today, the opposite of imposter syndrome. Uh, what, what was that term? It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning-Kruger. Right. So this is a, a real interesting thing, and this is one that I, I think I'm more aware of than the imposter syndrome because I was working with a brilliant man. He was my um, a mentor in software development. I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss, and he says you yeah. should have a tribe of mentors. You know? Tim Ferriss is the and, man. Oh, he's amazing. But um, ha having a mentor in all these different aspects, even – in information security in different parts of your career. Who's my CEO or my C-level? Mm -hmm. Who's my super technical guy? Now I'm like, okay, who's my, uh, you know, Silicon Valley dudes? You know, right. I need someone who's made that and done it successfully to be able to, to help me do this. Um, I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. Oh, we were talking about the Dunning-Kruger effect. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that actually introduced this to me. And okay. Brilliant man. He, he works on, you know, startups on Wall Street now. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, people believe that, some people believe that they can do more mm -hmm. and they don't have that ability. You know, right. they have that. And it's, 
it's a, uh, a limiting factor as well because mm-hmm. you could go and if you're a good talker, you can get yourself into a position. And then once people find out that you don't have that ability, I, I you know, um, maybe and, and they're actually not aware. Right. So that's the real problem. So just not being aware is the, the actual fact. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I talk myself in all kinds of situations oh, yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, oh, buddy, but I'm going to have to grow and but stretch. But you're aware. Yeah, that, that's yes. the difference. There, I can do all things like I said, but, you know, I could beat um, LeBron one-on-one. And oh, you're like, uh, yeah, yes. Right. Hold on a second. Or, or yeah. this is easy. And I'm like, okay, if this is easy to you, you're at the trivial portion of, say, reverse engineering. Right. It sounds good, and this is the easy portion, but the next step to get to where you really need to get, mm-hmm. yep. unless you are just way smarter than everybody else, like, right. there's going to be grinding involved. And so, um, yeah, I think uh, it's an interesting one. And because I was so aware of that, uh, I do kind of maybe get into the, uh, the other one. Right. Yeah. So, cause I'm like, I don't want someone to think that I think I'm that great. Right. Because I've met people that I think are great, you know? Yeah. And so I'm good at what I do. I'm confident in my ability, but I don't want to away. Oh, this person thinks, you know, he could do. Right. So I, it, it's a interesting balance. And you also, I think humility is important. So you don't want to, but you need to be confident as well. How are you going to go and, and project on the right. job or right. a talk or in a group or I talk to young kids in high school. Mm-hmm. Like you need a level of confidence, or yeah. they'll see right through you. And so it's a it's an interesting balance, I yeah. think. Ron, so uh, one thing that I noticed in you is like you are ultimately confident in your ability to do things physically. How do you balance having knowing that threshold of what you can do and also pushing yourself at the same time? Yeah, um, I think that there's always examples. There's, you know, we went to an absinthe show yesterday Mm -hmm. and what we saw with the performers doing with their body, they Mm -hmm. set a new example for me. So I thought I was going hard at the gym and I'm like, (laughs) okay, there's still a lot left in the tank. Right. I still have so much more I can do uh, with my, not only my, my body, but my mind, my technical, you know, capabilities, Mm -hmm. they can always expand through all of these examples. Right. I think if you're a trailblazer, though, there's still new new things that people expect, uh, especially out of technology. We see technology evolve. Mm-hmm. So people have all these ideas and uh, suggestions that they want uh, for technology. So or yep. even performance. And some, once someone does the, ma- uh, uh, the fastest mile, they want to yeah. see someone do it faster. Right. So I think it's. Always just having that example and setting that example. And I know you're in a, to sports and stuff. I've seen people that are sort of in a league of their own, right? Absolutely. They, they're out there on their own in uncharted territory, and they know they're great. And is it better? Would you err on the side of I can do much, much more, or should I be realistic? So I think um, the great ones push themselves, right? Yep. Uh, you talk about Michael Jordan. You talk about the people standing up there. Um, reverse engineering a Boeing 787, the great ones always look for a challenge. There, there's yeah. no one that gets to that level being lazy. Right, now, right. you could be incredibly gifted and might make it look easier than everyone else, mm-hmm. but when you get to a certain level, there are going to be people as talented as you. Mm-hmm. And like I said, even if you're the number one, right. the, the 0.1% less than you is good enough to outwork you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and those people are highly competitive. I right. mean, they want to be the best. And yep. so... Actually, um, something you said about working physically, I think is very analogous to doing things technical. Specialization. So you, you spoke about the, and I don't know what the absence show was, but I imagine it was like body weight, gymnast, Oh, yeah, yeah. big time. And so 
my daughter trains with a gymnast and it's they're incredible at what they do now might be able to outbench them right but right when it comes to a bodyweight exercise i can't go get up on rings and do uh, muscle ups and all these things right they could do it for reps eight-year-olds yeah. right so if i look at myself and try to compare myself to somebody that's a uh, reverse engineer i say okay well i can get to that point i could do yep. a muscle up I, i've seen adults that take the rings with them to you know on to the hotel mm -hmm. right. that's what their workout is so it's once you can, can make that your target, say you wanted to be a bodyweight expert, you know, maybe you, you shift your workout. It's just the same as me saying, oh, I want to get a better at Thread Intel. I don't do that every day. Right. I think I have the capability to do it because, like you said, it, it's human. Could I be the best bodyweight person in the world? Do I have the time? Right. Like, I have right. time commitments in my life. So it, some level of realism, going back to your point, is important. Yep. But not to limit yourself Absolutely. You know, to know that, Hey, this is uh, what a human is capable of. Like I might not have the physical tools of LeBron James, but I could shoot a three pointer. You yep. know what I mean? I'm not Steph Curry, right? But I can make, I can improve my jumper. Yep. How does he improve his jumper? Oh, he shoots 3000 shots a day. I might not have time to do it, but can I go shoot 3000 a week? Yeah. You know? Right. And, and setting your realistic goals, being disciplined about it. Right. It, it's the same thing that gets you to wherever you want to be again, physical, Mental, the emotional stuff, I think, is a little different, but I won't go there. I uh, I agree 100%. And one of the things that you uh, said was, you know, setting the goal. Mm. Uh, it's it's That takes a lot of time to, one, understand, you know, where you want to go and then to set a goal for it. But also the plan, oh, having so. the plan of attack. Like, all mm. right, yeah, I'll do 3,000 shots a week, right. but what time? Exactly. Yeah. And what is going to be the trigger for me to remember to do 3,000 shots a week. Because day yeah. two, arm's going to be a little sore. Yep. You might try to mentally block it out. How do you put triggers in place around your environment to actually set action? Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the point you made about having – earlier you said about having an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. I think that's immense. You know, having yeah. – uh, for me, having my wife that helps, having friends, um, my, my more junior engineer, I, I'm on him a little bit to say, yeah. hey, look, you can do more. But we need to have uh, like smart objectives. I don't know if you're familiar with the smart thing with yeah, 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 yep. measurable. Yep. Yes. absolutely. So yes. he was not aware. He never heard the term. And yeah. again, I, when I first started working, that was this is the way every objective needs to be. It helped me in my life because I said, okay, I, this is all my goals should be like this. They should all right. be time constrained. Yep. They should all be realistic. And and uh, you know, let's be specific. Yeah. What do you? It's not a wish anymore. Right. Now I'm saying this is a goal, and I can make a plan, like you yes. said, and I could track it. And I use I, smart. That's yeah. uh, that's the well-formed outcome model that I use is smart. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I think it, it's simple, you know. And if you're disciplined with it, that that's the way to be. In my opinion, one of the easier ways to be successful in your your goal setting. And I had a, a hard time uh, up until maybe a couple years ago, because I've always been the type of guy that I can focus on something for a short amount of time, mm -hmm. and then I pivot to something else. And I appreciate masters of their craft. Absolutely. And I, I sort of came to the realization that I'll never be the master of anything because I, I spend so much time doing other things. And then I recently, two years ago, found out about the expert generalists. Absolutely. The people that dip and dab into a lot of different things. And so bringing in the smart goals, I would set up time, like really focused amounts of time to focus on one thing. And so then I can actually like push myself and like, get to the end of the finish line at, at three months, six mm -hmm. months, nine months. And I have this, this skill set that's now ingrained in me, but I can feel okay pivoting to something right. else. 
So is there anything like that that's in your life right now where you're like, you know, I'm going to just focus? Because I, I knew we talked about stand-up comedy, right? Oh, yeah. I yeah. have uh, ADHD. You wouldn't tell the hyperactive anymore so I don't really exercise like I used to. But um, I, I want to do different things every day. That's just what yeah. my brain right. likes. Yep. Um, one of the reasons I liked security was because, hey, you can go learn a million different things and it's right. always changing and evolving. <laughs> this is perfect for me if I want to go and like you said, a pivot into threat hunting or mm. pivot into, you know, blue team and getting reverse engineer, whatever it is, there's right. so much level of expertise you can get. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love that expert generalist thing because I do see the connections and two things quickly. Right. And so it does help me, you know, pick up new things faster. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the more you learn, the more you can, you know, see those things. Right. But um, for me, it's, you know, I, I need to do more of what, what you said. Just say, hey, this is a three-month sprint. You know, yep. get I, – I mean, I have app ideas. I have house to – I have so many things that sometimes I stop and think about it like I have to do everything at once. And I know I tell people all the time you can only do one thing at a time. Multiprocessing is a – you know, it's a fiction. But right. you can't help it, right? You, you have your list. You have your task list. It, it becomes overwhelming sometimes. I mean, that's yeah. just life. And then, you know, going beyond it, getting into the emotional stuff – but I'm just trying to be as focused, using the discipline, using the list, the same things that work outside of, you know, uh, using the stuff at work mm -hmm. at home, you know, right. run your life like a business is what, uh, my financial mentor says. I think, you know, I said having mentors in every place. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and once you really start just being disciplined with your time, um, like you said, scheduling your workouts, like an appointment, scheduling right. your, yeah. it, it, I almost have to now cause I have children. And so Absolutely. your time is compressed, but we're scheduling her gymnastics and his tumbling and whatever. Um, and so, okay, well, I got to schedule my workouts too. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for both of you. Mm -hmm. You know, we we uh, are probably all three of us expert generalists. We like to dabble and uh, learn many things. So when you're experiencing decision fatigue from having so many options at that point, you know, especially for you, Chris, what do you do to uh, just take one thing and avoid the mental distraction from all the other things that you have the capability to do that you right. want to do? Yeah, so I wouldn't go my route. Uh, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> this for anybody. I let stuff fall. I just let it fall because so if I try to even like kind of catch something, like if something's like coming off of my plate and I'm trying to catch it and set it down gently, that's still distracting me from the thing that I'm trying to do. Right. So I, I try to really focus and I try to uh, cancel more plans. <laughs> One of my favorite thing ever <laughs> is, is canceling plans uh, just because it enables me to do other things. Uh, but what I really try to uh, be cognizant of other people's time because I don't want to waste anyone's time. Right. I don't want anyone to waste my time. And so I definitely want to be cognizant of other people. And, and when I, people are depending on me, I got to say, hey, you know, I really can't right now. I can't do this. I, I'm really sorry. Let's reschedule. Let's do something else. But I need to focus on this thing. This thing needs to get done. This is this is the priority. And so setting priorities has been really important. And I, that I actually got from my wife because she saw that I was doing this, I'm doing that, and I was kind of all over the place. But things were moving, but not a lot was getting done. Right. And so when I can actually just say, all right, put the blinders on for a little bit and let's focus. And that's when I got into this rhythm of I'm going to just do this for three to six months. 
And then after that, I'm just going to kind of be, all right, I did it. I'm done with it. Let's, let's put it away. Like uh, me and my brother, we did uh, a fitness competition. I, you know, I never thought I'd do a fitness competition, yeah. but six months, trained, mm-hmm. dieted, got everything right. And we went and we did it. Now, I'll have to show you the video later. It's kind of <laughs> kind of funny. It was a comedy like fitness thing we did. We ended up winning. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. But yeah, just turning everything else off that you can uh, without things becoming disastrous and, and focusing on the one thing. Yes. What about you? What are some things that you've done? Because I know that you've gotten to a point where you said that you were doing pretty well and you're managing a team now. Yeah. How'd you get there? Um. <laughs> Especially with blocking out all the noise, right? Yeah, I think uh, for my dollar, uh, at the end of my tail end of my development career, we started doing agile, and mm-hmm. so they started talking about uh, instead of doing the waterfall type method, and we're doing this six month plan, right? Just measure smaller sprints, and yep. I, I love that as an approach. And for me, I, I don't get disappointed. I can pivot. I can okay reprioritize on a weekly basis if I have to, and so I think I just got better at managing my time and being focused and part of my career has to be, you know, I, I right. do have the flexibility in the organization that I do have some free time to kind of find new and interesting, you know, projects and things to do and, and direction. But when I have to focus, I can. Now this is something that didn't come to me as a, a, a young man. I wish it did. It would be totally different, <laughs> but um, you know, it, it, it's reevaluating yourself. It's looking at yourself in the mirror and okay, what am I good at? What am I bad at being honest with myself and think I'm not getting the things done. I need to get done. So right. what are the other methods for doing this? And, and just, you know, at taking criticism from other people, you know, yep. I didn't take it personal. I know I can be better, you know, so what can I do to be better? And I had some, you know, fantastic managers that luckily were like, look, you know, sometimes you do get lack focus. So mm-hmm. how, how can, what can you do to fix this? And they gave me some suggestions like, uh, you know, on Fridays, I always start the morning with whatever's been low priority for the last however unit time, because mm-hmm. low priority is going to stay low priority. You know, if you think mm-hmm. about like a stack or something, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's never going to get to the top. And, um, yeah, so, you know, always going, okay, well, this I haven't delivered to somebody for the last X amount of time. And by doing that, getting things that just have been on my plate for so long yeah. out of the way, then, you know, refocusing on the stuff that's on the top and the burner, uh, somehow it came easier for me, I think. Right. Very nice. One thing that I think is important for you, just as is for me and even Ron, is a support system. Yeah. So my wife, I couldn't do half the stuff that I do without my wife, you know, there to support both emotionally supportive and, and logistically supportive. We have two kids, one on the way. She's doing so much. We had the move. She handled a lot of stuff. Having a support system and, and like, knowing you're not on an island is huge. So I'm, I'm sure it's the same for you. Absolutely. I have um, a fantastic wife. I wouldn't be anywhere near I'm at today right. without her. I mean, I would say it 100 times over. Um, and she, you know, directs me. She believes in me. She gives me confidence to do uh, she thinks I could do every, anything, you know, yeah. and, and that means the world to me. It's one thing if, if your mom and I have a wonderful mom, she says things like that to me. Yeah. But, um, you know, my dad keeps me grounded. He's like, you know, work hard. He ain't that great. But um, it she is just I mean, she's my support system, my organizer. I mean, she's everything. And then also being, you know, the mother of, of my children, which yeah. is a whole other challenge that Absolutely. I can't fathom even doing anything like that without her. But yeah, uh, in everything you do, I think finding mm-hmm. the mentor, finding the support, finding the accountability of people, you have to surround yourself with the right type of people. I mean, that's half of, I think a lot of people struggle is, you know, uh, you want high energy people, you want focused people, you want driven people. If you want get to the gym more, hang out with people that go to the gym every day. Absolutely. You want to be better at reverse engineering, add that to your circle. Yes. They will 
talked to you. Oh, have you been working on this? And no, nah, I really haven't. They, they they want you to be better. Now they're increasing their tribe. I like this term. I've been hearing it a lot. Yeah. And I've always looked at tribalism as this kind of a negative connotation because people kind of don't like people outside of the tribe. Right. But um, recently thinking, rethinking the term, like why, why am I giving it that? Mm-hmm. It's just those that we kind of share an interest and, mm-hmm. and that could be a positive, it could be a very positive thing. And um, so I think, you know, having that support system is immense and, and clearly, you know, with, you know, a relationship. I mean, it's mm-hmm. ha- 90% of your success or failure is going to be based on the fact that you picked the right one. I mean, I, right. something somebody told me a long time ago. And um, that's a big, but then also at work, you know, picking the right, you know, the team that you're, you know, I'm trying to build a team and trying to pick the right personalities and mm-hmm. the skill set. It's an interesting, uh, interesting thing. It is. So uh, now that you're here at DEF CON and Black Hat and, you know, surrounding yourself with energized people, mm-hmm. Uh, where, how, how's the conference been so far? Have you, uh, had any good parties? Absolutely. What's been the experience? So it's been amazing. Uh, for me, I want to start a red team at our internal red team and at our company. And so just kind of hanging out with the people that do that on a regular basis or want to do it. I was actually surprised there was a fair amount of people that don't do that full time. That's their passion. But when I started talking about, Hey, this is what got me into this field. Mm-hmm. And this is what I wanted to do when I first started. Yep. They all said the same thing. Yeah, I thought that was like, yeah, this is a common, you know, this is a common thing. It's like, what's the cool part? You know, hacking right. stuff, you know, yep. and, and being able to, uh, you know, I went to a couple of talks and then I said, I went to the villages and I was like, I could stay here for the rest of my life. I mean, yeah. really talking to the people, they had kind of challenges set up for a beginner and they had stuff for experts, but even watching, uh, the people doing the hacking live, I was just like, wow, like how good are, are some of these people at what they do? Yeah. And then, you know, like the talks, it was just <coughs> interesting, you know, the different, um, the speakers, you know, from different areas, but yeah, this is, this has been an inspiring week for me. Um, yeah. just because, you know, my, it's not what I do on a daily basis, right. not my circle, but it's something I want to, to bring to our team. And then, you know, seeing, you know, how, how the people do it and how good some people are at it. It's just inspiring me to work harder yeah. and, uh, and do better. Yeah. Love the Bruce Lee shirt, by the way. You uh, you a big Bruce Lee fan, or I I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. Yep. I like uh, the concept of Jeet Kune Do. You know, he he, Love he it. likes um you know you take something from all these different martial arts and what works for you and your body might not work for me and mine, mm-hmm. and and that's the same to me. You have to approach is DevSecOps, is it pen testing, is it whatever. You have to figure out where your strengths are in yep. life. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, and play to those. You know, yep. and don't try to do play basketball like LeBron James if I'm five foot seven it's not gonna work you know mm-hmm. but um you you have to know yourself learn yourself and then t- you know throw away the stuff that doesn't work for you yeah and focus on the good stuff that works for you yep and I think that's just a philosophy for life what's crazy about the philosophy of Jeet Kune Do is there's philosophy even within the philosophy of the actual martial arts mm-hmm. so in the book of Jeet Kune Do he talks about punching through the target mm-hmm. he talks about you want to punch like two inches behind the target right. in order to like create that impact and you can do the same thing in life like if you say you know i want to run a marathon in five hours but you're like you know what i'm gonna run a marathon in four hours right you're pushing further past the target Mm -hmm. so that even if you fall short you still land where you want to be no i like that i never thought about yeah (laughs) that's a nice philosophy (laughs) (laughs) i I really like that analogy i'm that's stolen No, yeah, you were just talking about punching through with uh, after you you went to the uh, the gym, right? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Nice. All right, Will. Well, it was a pleasure. Uh, truly grateful for having you on the podcast. 
But before we go, what is the best way for someone to stay in contact or reach out to you? Um, you can find me on Twitter. I just created an account, Second Gen Imagineer. Sorry, uh, Imagineer, like it sounds, and then Sec SEC before that. And going to start posting content, going to set up a blog. I'm just trying to build out branding a little bit and, you know, definitely reach out to me and you know I, I'm more than happy to help anyone on their security journey any way I can I'll put you in touch with these guys that are doing <laughs> yeah. big things out there and, and anyone else I know and, and anything else even if it's not a security related thing I'm trying to help people do whatever they're trying to do in life hey, really appreciate you coming on also appreciate all the stuff that you do to support our, our platform. You, you're definitely a, a very verbose person about, like, <laughs> follow these guys. Yeah. Are you crazy? You're crazy yeah. if you're not listening to them. We really appreciate yes. that stuff. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Thanks for the time. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to do this again, absolutely. I and anytime you're in California, we'll hang out. We'll show you the sites. I'll take you around the, the campus. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Uh, that's going to happen. Cause okay. That's, it's been on my list of to-dos, and I just – uh, you know, uh, this year I decided to, to stop procrastinating. And, yeah, and part great. of it is listening to you, that that second podcast. I'm telling you, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the second one, listen to it again. That was <laughs> that was a really good one, and uh, it kind of it's just a good reminder. You know, sometimes yeah. you got to hear stuff like that over and over again. Yeah, thanks, Will. Appreciate it, and yes. we'll see you guys later.